Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Property Duo, episode 17. Episode 17, James. We were saying before that 17 weeks of dealing with each other's bullshit on camera. Yeah, I, do you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it's been a special 17 weeks, man. I've really enjoyed myself. You always give me so much stick, but this has been a special time, man. I'm glad special you've enjoyed time. it. I'm sure you've learned a lot uh, from me, of course. So yeah. today we are going to be talking about haters, or if you're American, <laughs> haters, um, spelt with an eight. Now, me and James have had our fair share of haters in our time, um, but we're going to talk you through our experiences and our recent ooh, our recent experience with haters and maybe some tips on how to deal with them. And, you know, maybe actually we're going to go into the philosophy or psychology of why haters hate. And that'll be quite interesting, I think, because we'll both have our own views on that. But alas, before we go into haters, let's talk about our past weeks. I feel like we need a jingle for our past weeks. You know, like we need like a jingle for every part of the section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were supposed to record one in a studio, late night recording jingles. Um, right, James. So. No, uh, let's start with you because you've uh, had an eventful week this week. I've had a what week? Quite an eventful week, haven't you, with tradespeople? Yeah, yeah, I have. So, a new trades team meant to start on a, on a Tuesday. Uh, and then on the Monday morning, I get an email saying, really sorry, whatever. My team have been poached. I've got no lads left. You know, I can't even finish the projects I'm on. I was like, I, I literally was like, whatever, I don't care. End of. Cool. Solution. What do we do? So cool, uh, text some people I know, messaged around, you know, basically split the job into, because it's kind of a... <laughs> It's not it's a not a full full refurb, it's kind of a half one, it's kind of halfway there, weirdly. So I split the spec into things and said, right, who do I know? Or who who do I kind of know who can do each bit? And I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna get individual trades in because the bits that need doing are quite separate and I don't really need them to communicate, like to be honest. Once the plastering's done, really everyone can just pile in and get it done, um, following distancing guidelines. So I did all that stuff, right? And I was like, oh. I text the builder, old builder or current builder who I took off the project because he's too busy with my other projects. He fired his lads, you know, I said before. And I said, listen, um, the build team have dropped out. Um, I need you to go back and do a little, little bits and bobs that we agreed anyway this week. And he goes, oh, um, we've already been and sussed it out and we've got the materials. We're going to smash it out and be done by Sunday. And I was like, I was like, but, but you weren't doing the job. I had another team on it. So I think basically he miscommunicated or we miscommunicated and he was like, you know, I don't know what happened, but one team dropped out and a team I know, like, and trust or a man I know, like, and trust suddenly filled the void, which was kind of, yeah, it was kind of strange. Um, But like stuff like this has kind of happened before and it's, it's often just a miscommunication what would have happened is he would have probably done the work with the new build team because he owes me four days for the boiler. Right. So it kind of worked out. Okay. I was literally ready. My adrenaline was up. I was in solution mode and then it got solved. And I was like, I got all this energy. What do I do with energy? It's fixed for the rest of the day. I was like, okay, problem solved. Um, and then more problems happened. You know, we got a refer. We took the roof down to reboard it. We found that the wires were frayed. Now it needs a whole rewire, not a partial, but I'm getting a cheap price on it. Um, I've had a chimney or well, some holes in the roof and it cost another 200 quid. And I need a new gas run in one of the properties because it currently just sort of, it's not 25 mil below the floor, I think it's supposed to be. And it's, it's a mess. Um, and again, that's an extra, all in all, that's an extra grand. Um, so I think it's important to people to know that these things happen and they happen sort of, they just happen. You know, you pull back the walls and actually on our HMO experience, when you pull back those walls, we both know that you're going to find all sorts of random ass shit behind there and property is capital intensive. So fortunately I have the capital with me from investors to, you know, cover these things. But, you know, I I think maybe if you're changing from rent to rent where the landlord may do the major, major fixes, 
you need a much bigger cash buffer in owning properties and doing bigger refurbs than usual. So yeah, that's pretty much my week. I've been in Birmingham for the past four days. Um, life is chilled in Birmingham compared to London, honestly, big up Brum, Brumay. Uh, and yeah, I've had one. You haven't, you haven't left the house. I mean, I generally don't anyway. What's your point? You're saying life is chilled. How would you know? You're still within four walls. It's just a vibe, man. You know, when you just, you know where you are, your mind knows I'm not in the office. I'm not at home. Although I'm still working. You're not Um, in Hanslo. Hanslo. And the last thing is I had a fresh refurb go on the market that I'll be honest, it looks pretty sexy and it looks good. It's got good finish. Um, Is that the one with the blue kitchen? No, that's a flip. That's a flip. Okay. That kitchen is expensive, but I won't pay that in a rental. Um, I have that in my house, the blue kitchen. So went on the market Sunday. No, so went on the market Friday, had 14 viewings on Sunday, um, had like six offers, had one good offer. They lied about their salary. So Sunday night, I'm talking to the agent and he's like, look, they've pissed me off. And I was like, yeah, forget rid of them. I'm, I've no interest in them anymore. Next thing, Tuesday, another view, set of viewings, seven viewings had one offer. Now this house is listed at 550. Most things in the area go for five, five, two, five, five fifty at a push, right? For a th- nice three bed, 600 pounds a month. Wow. And their salary covers it more than enough. Um, and this is credit to the agent, but also credit to my builder. So big up yourself. Um, because the finish is super nice. Um, mm-hmm. and it is just a really nice, nice house in a great area. So, you know, 50 quid a month, extra a month over the year, that's 600 quid. That's, that's a lot of Nando's, isn't it? I was um, just about to say that. Yeah. 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 I'm actually getting Nando's today. Take out some, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to it, but you'll see, watch my story for my review. So yeah, James, that has been, um, my week. It's been good. It's been bad. It's been okay. It's been, you know, everyone's pissing me off as usual mortgage lenders. I've got a refinance coming at a decent value. It should have been eight. Mm-hmm. It should have been 85 to 90. It was 82 whatever I'm, I'm i'm happy with that so finally another investor paid off happy days james on to you good sir talking about um refinances i'm refinancing my flat here or you know moving it over to a different product and i had a valuation and a down valuation of i think seventy five thousand pounds from post-covid <laughs> yeah yeah the flat would have been worth x amount all day long the guy comes along, you know, nice as pie, this guy. He's a brother. He's actually they're a brother always, from the hood. They're always and I'm looking nice, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, he goes, he goes, what do you want it to stack at? I'm thinking, huh? Is he going to give me what I want? <laughs> um, and then he comes back with £75,000 under what it should be all day long. It didn't make a blind bit of difference to me because I was just doing a product swap. But I thought to myself, imagine if somebody got that and they were relying on that money to pay an investor back. You know, it just goes to show you how much they're downvaluing stuff by. What is, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, wow, I didn't expect it to be that. I thought maybe 20 grand, 30 grand. But then I suppose it's all relative, isn't it? It's in the heart of London. Um, I guess 75 grand overall isn't that much of a downvaluation when you look at it as a percentage. But still, the number one thought in my head was, if this was somebody in a deal and they were relying Mm. on this, what the would you do? you know, you could quite easily be in a really tricky position. Um, and I think generally people are saying that they're getting down valuations all over. I don't think yeah. I have, have spoken to anyone who said they've got what they want to get. So um, yeah, it just seems to be across the board. So that was a little bit shaky to receive that. Um, HMO got the house back, the rogue house, um, heard nothing from the agency, uh, have filed my defence in court. It's now in front of a judge. He's probably having a look at it and hopefully he's saying, yep, I'm awarding this to James and, you know, costs and everything and legals so I can hopefully try and recoup some money from, you know, it was actually on COVID that they stopped paying rent. So as soon as lockdown was announced and look where we are now, what, we're five months in or something like that? Yeah. Um, so that property really stands me at a loss and that's my, again, this is to let people know that, you know, Something could be running so smooth and then so, so all of a sudden I'm at like, what, 13000 £14,000 loss in rent. And you think if you had a serious big mortgage on there, if you were JVing with someone, if you were doing a joint venture with someone, could you honour what you promised them? Possibly not. You know, when stuff like that happen, have you got a cash reserve? Is there a buffer there? You know, 
So again, another shaky thing that just crossed my mind. Something you just said, Ted, when you start peeling walls back. So I started peeling walls back yesterday because I was let down by some labourers and rather than waste a day, uh, me and my super mum went in there and we ripped out a kitchen, you know? Hold on, last last episode you were like, no, I would never touch any work. I'd hire someone, no, no. Mate, I was trying to to hire someone, but then when you see your 65-year-old mum in there, like... (laughs) soldiering away something doesn't sit right in your head you're like oh man i i can't number one i can't leave her on her own because last time i left her on her own she was climbing a tree you know and this all right it's all good climbing the tree but it's getting down or falling out of the tree that worries me you know so she goes to me look we can smash this out and i'm thinking i fucking love it man yes mom she's there going we got this yeah i'm thinking let's do this you know so we went around there and literally two and a half hours we had this kitchen fully stripped out but it's like what you said ted something can look so so pretty until mm. you get back to the walls my mom's looking at it and she's saying to me should that gas pipe be there like we've got a floppy gas pipe behind the units that's connected <laughs> to the cooker and literally when we took it off ted i could unscrew this bolt i'm thinking Nah, that's got to be tighter than that. So the bolt that was holding the cooker, the pipe into the gas cooker was so tight. Sorry, so loose. So we weren't taking any chances. You know, mum runs straight down to the basement. She kills the main gas. She even kills the power. And she's there with her little little light on the phone. Just, I wish I could have recorded all this because it was quite comical. She's there like, oh, don't touch that. Don't do this. Don't do this. And I'm like, fucking hell, mum, you're freaking me out here. So anyway, we got it stripped back and... Mate, there's some serious dodginess in this house. I'm not even lying. The wiring, like the wiring to the dishwasher, dude, it's a plug extension. Someone has just literally got a plug extension, put it in a plug, run it underneath the units. It goes across some water pipes and it's into the dishwasher. And I'm looking at this thinking, oh my God, how has this ever passed safety? How have the certificates ever been issued for this place? And then all the old pipes at some point when they change the boiler are all still there. All the old wiring's still there. Nothing's chased into the walls. It's just kind of sitting behind units. And I was, I was, I was literally quite shocked, man, when I saw this. So, like you just said, you do not know what's behind walls until you start taking stuff away. And there's been some nice surprises. Some very nice surprises. Your mum is the real investor. You're just the front, isn't it? You're just the face. Literally, she's the she's the person. Dude, she's just so excited. She's like taking days off. Even this morning, she rings me. She goes. Like, you know, at seven o'clock this morning, she goes, has the skip arrived? I'm like, what, why? She goes, I've got rubbish to fry. And this morning, dude, it was crazy. The skip arrives at like 10 past seven. And then my shopping arrives at 10 past seven. So I've got to run to the other house to sort out the skip. And then I've got my 10-year-old son. I'm trying to get him to unload the shopping from the from the, um, the, the supermarket. And I'm saying, check everything. Make sure nothing's smashed. He's like, Dad, what do you want me to do? He's arguing with me. I'm arguing with the skip guy because he's put the skip in the wrong place. And then mum's there like, as the skip arrived, I want to get over and throw some rubbish in it. Oh, so it was a it was a great morning this morning. But yeah, big up the mum, man. She's uh she's been doing uh she's been she's loving it. She's she's took some time off work. I think she actually secretly loves cleaning up other people's mess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i think yeah my mom my mom secretly loves that too but she'll complain about it but she secretly loves it oh and another little story for the listeners so yesterday she somehow manages to get herself stung in the nose by a wasp she comes over to my flat and she goes okay what's up with you you look like you've been punched by lennox lewis her eyes watering it's all gone red her nose is like this sits down luckily my wife gets um you know gets some vinegar on a tissue mum stuffs it up her nose and then it starts to ease it down, has a couple of paracetamols. And most people, you know, she's got a bit of a headache going on. Most people would chill out. This one, she has a cup of tea, has a parotta, and she's back on it again, you know. Stable Punjabi diet, nice desi cha and a parotta. And then she comes back to the house and I'm looking at her thinking, a moment ago, you were fully swollen. Like you're, you're like back to pass out, eyes watering, you're all like this. And now you're back here. Turns out she's been fiddling with a wasp's nest, isn't it? So she might she got stung. There's a, these wasps have built some kind of nest inside the compost bin. <sighs> so that's another issue. I wonder how much that's going to cost to get rid of properly, you know? Because I ain't going anywhere near a wasp's nest. Wasp nests look so creepy as well. Have you seen them? They look really mm. like scary. Like they make me feel a bit uneasy. I had some in the roof, and I was like, oh, I'm not touching. The thing yet. is, you get you get several roadman wasps outside the nest, just like just looking at you, goes. You know, ready. If you try to come near, like, <laughs> but yeah, Love that's been it, yeah. my week. 
<laughs> Amazing. Wow. I think we both had a very eventful weeks. So let's talk about haters. Um, so <laughs> that's my jingle. Right. So James, obviously we're doing this HMO. Well, it's, it's more of a property experience featuring a live HMO over five days, over 10 or 12 weeks. Uh, obviously it's something new for us. And, and obviously both of us, well, more so me, talk about how bad education is and how you don't necessarily always need it. And guess what? I still believe that, you know, um, I still believe that a lot of education and actually let's even talk about schools. A lot of education generally is not fit for purpose. Um, so I maintain that view for sure. Um, and I also maintain the view that you do not need education as much as we are doing this five day experience. We're not selling it to you. We're not saying you need it at all. In fact, mm. I've probably told three people not to do it because it doesn't suit their goals or they really want to focus on buy to lets or, or like um, essay or something. And I've said, look, no, this doesn't make any sense. So yeah. that is, you know, what we're doing, right? And if you want more details, send us a DM, you know, we've spoken about that before. Now, James, we, um, we posted it, I don't know, Instagram, I think you posted it on Facebook, maybe a bit of LinkedIn. Um, what has the response been like in terms of have people messaged you like directly with hate or with love? It's been a bit of both, mate. Uh, hold on, is my Insta got a bad connection here? It has, yeah. Oh, oh what the hell? Oh Am no, maybe you have to leave. Am I back? You've left. Now you can come back in. One second. Sorry about this, man. Sorry, technical issues today. It's all right, brother. I bet it's my son, probably streaming something or something or the other, man. That kid. Tell him to stop watching Peppa Pig or whatever kids do. Dude, he's 10 years old. He's on there Fortnite gaming and making live streaming videos. He's got more <laughs> YouTube subscribers than us both put together. <laughs> so go on. Tell me then, how has how has your response been? Okay. So it's been it's been it's been mixed, but generally the good stuff has been really good because people have been like, whoa. They're like, so you're telling me you guys are doing something which is on the job based training. And it's been like, yeah. So our whole thinking behind this was, like Ted said, you don't always need education. And he's not a big fan of education. And I think our thing is totally different because we're looking at this more like, say, you know, look at the likes of people like Google, Facebook, these guys now. They don't require you to have a degree because they're going to bring you into their organization and teach you their system. Yeah. Our, our whole HMO experience is bringing you into a HMO and showing you how to create a HMO. Now, I'm not dissing anybody else, you know. A lot of people have a training course where you're sat in a classroom and you're just sat there and you're being dictated to and you've got to wait till you're in a position to do that. Here, you're going to experience it live. You're going to see it, you know, being created. You're going to see architects' plans being turned into something, you know, fully visual, fully completed and something hopefully quite sexy at the end of it. This ain't no classroom-based curriculum. You know, like Ted said, there's going to be mistakes there. There's going to be stuff that we don't even know about. There's going to be bills to pay that we haven't even accounted for. So it's a, it's a complete mix. So the response has been very, very positive from a few people. But then there's always that small minority that are like, oh, but you guys talk about you don't need training. You don't need education. Um, so why are you doing this why are you putting this whole training course together oh big up the old grafter look who's on there the old grafter on the old insta gotta give him a big up yeah one of our guest speakers yeah one of our guest speakers and a lively chap as well so people are like you talk about all the time that you don't need education but what are you doing here you're selling an education course and it's like hey 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 number one we ain't selling shit if we're not telling you to actively come on it we've put it out there in fact like ted said He's already told people, listen, this ain't for you. I've spoken to people on the phone where they've been like, you know what? I really want to do this. And they're like, oh, but I'm going to have to put this on my credit card. The minute somebody says a credit card to me, I'm like, hey, no, no, you're not doing this because we don't want you to come and join us and put yourself in debt for it. It ain't about that. This is for people that are already, say, in the start of a HMO strategy, may have had a bad experience creating a HMO, or someone who may want to get into it a little bit later on, but are already quite firm in. This ain't no newbie thing where we're going to teach you where what the words of the HMO mean, you know, like real back to basics. You've got to have a certain understanding. And the kind of hate we've been getting is, uh, you know, oh, this is a bit expensive, isn't it? And then you talk to people that have been on training courses and they're like, 
actually, no, this ain't expensive at all. You look at it com- incomparable to what some people are charging for a day. And they're like, wait, listen, listen, this is not expensive because you're getting, you're not only you're getting a full blown nine to five day, you're getting kind of, you're going to get loads of networking opportunities, loads, loads of opportunities to ask questions, loads of opportunities to get involved, you know, load, and, and obviously you're going to get a nice meal there and everything. So people, some, the people that know about training courses are like, guys, are you sure this is the right price? Are you sure this ain't a little bit too cheap for what you're offering for this much value? But you know, the haters indirectly, they've been posting stuff here and there and we've been seeing bits on, on the old social channels. And, you know, I've seen bits like, you know, being posted about Ted or saying, oh, Ted is this, Ted is that. And it's just like, I saw it. And your initial reaction is to kind of just, you know, reach out and attack. But then you think to yourself, you know what? I ain't got time for this shit. I ain't got time for keyboard warriors. I ain't got time for the spelling police. I ain't got time for some guy sitting behind his keyboard just like, you know, we ain't got shit time for that. We got, we got bigger and better things to do, but hate's always there. And I think it's how you react towards it. And I'm going to let Ted talk to you about reacting to hate because you know what my natural instinct would be yo give me that man's number where's that guy live man where's he live? where's that big where's that dude live give me his number i'm gonna go call him up and go pay him a visit and i'm gonna give him a slap straight up but no no that that's just negative energy man that's not how you deal with this shit so ted how do you deal with it man because obviously you are very well known in the public eye you know Number one, the podcast is wicked, so people know you through that. People know you because you're just raw. You say it as it is. You're always on a blockage. You just block that guy, block that guy, block that guy, block this person. And I know why you do it. It's not because you go on a defensive. You do it because you don't want that shit in your life. You don't want that negative energy. And these keyboard warriors, spell police, don't understand that. They don't understand. They think, oh, he's blocked me because he's got something to hide. No, listen, mate, he's blocked you because he's got money to be making. He's blocked you because he's got projects to be baking. He's got, he's blocked you because he's probably making some pasta or baking some bread, living his life, <laughs> living his best life and doing something with his life rather than reacting to your nonsense and your shit. Nonsense. Um, nonsense. Very good, James. And you know, just before I go into how to deal with it, I think, you know, what's interesting with hate, right? I, th- I think there's, there's lots of different types of hate. You know, there's some which is so uh, like it attacks your reality. So, for example, let's say you feel really strongly about wholemeal bread versus versus white bread. Right now, they will attack you for feeling strongly about wholemeal bread, which is your which is truly what you are. So they'll attack you for what you are. There's that type. James, do, do we see that type? They just, they, yeah, it's, yeah. Tru- it's truthful hate. They attack you for what you are. Then there's another kind which is maybe Look, on, of... just, sorry before you go on on that point i used to do it to cooks all the time because cooks is vegan and i used to be a meat eater at the time and i used to attack him for being a vegan and i just found it funny and it's like you said and now i've joined his gang or kind of semi-joined gang so i was gonna say um Zvag <laughs> says haters are just confused admirers oh i like that i That's love that that's a good on a way. t-shirt on, on a, a t-shirt, t-shirt. Yeah, on a t-shirt that is a really good way of thinking about it and then the other type of hater is someone who twists and turns and snakes and make stuff up so for example um, our course cost our education thing experience costs two grand for the whole thing right so that's fine five days two grand someone you know potentially posting about it and saying oh this costs 35 grand or 20 grand or just changing the figures totally or obfuscating the matter or using certain terms clickbait to make it seem that it's a certain thing is a really weird kind of hate because you're like look if you're gonna hate on me at least hate on for what it actually is like i'm if you hate on it because it's 2k then i mean i can't really say much like that's your opinion you know i respect i don't respect your lack of tact or you as a human but i respect your opinion and you have that free speech um but when it's like totally made up just to get more of a reaction and then you have a bunch of daily mail readers who kind of come along and just comment and comment and oh my god oh my god is it really that much oh my god and you're just like you're stupid um you kind of have to think like well can you even take offense from that because it's like someone saying um oh yeah ted ted talks isn't even yellow it's like blue how can he use blue (laughs) i wouldn't even i'd be like well it's not blue you know, you know what I mean? It's like saying, like, it, it's just when it's not, when it's so not true, you kind of sort of look at it and think, well, 
I mean, I think you, you can't, it's, it's a lot easier not to be offended by it, but also I think it can be more damaging for your reputation when it's further not true because people will believe it and it will look worse. However, I'm going to just at some people here right now, no names. I'm not about that, that slander thing. Um, but people who believe other random, you know, saviors or messiahs on the internet on their views of someone else without investigating first are complete and utter idiots. If you, if someone says something about James, yeah. And I don't know, some randomer, you know, Tom Dick or Harry said about James and you believe it straight to, Oh God, I can't believe James did that. Oh, how could he? Instead of either asking James, looking at his company's house, looking at his social media, looking at stuff. If you just believe that straight away, you are a hater. You know, you need to be an anti-hater, not a hater. Uh, you so, know, obviously, unless they say James is so handsome and then you've just got to believe that straight up. <laughs> you nearly spat your water out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, Raj Sharma on Facebook said, Ted Investors, Blue. It is, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that brand. I'm not even wearing my Ted, I'm not even wearing my Ted Talks t-shirt. Look at this. I forgot. I'm on holiday, mate. Birmingham, I'm on holiday. Um, yeah, it is blue. Sorry, that was a bad green. That was the color I should use as an example. Um, but I think there's two types of haters, right? And I think you kind of have to handle them slightly differently um, because one can be a lot more damaging than the other. Uh, so James, when it comes to handling haters, for me, I think the absolute first thing I do is just take a deep breath, process mm-hmm. what they're saying, read it a couple times because you know, some people purposely use grammar and words to manipulate a comment, which is whatever, it's normal. Or they just are not very good at writing, so whatever. But you have to read it a couple of times to understand it. And then the first thing I do, which is what I did with you when we had that hate, I called you and said, look, I'm taking some feedback from this, is I take the lesson from it. So look, I ignore the lack of tact. I ignore how they said it. I just look at what they said and I say, okay, right. Is this true? Could this be true? You know, I need, do I need to call someone? Am I like this? Is this me? Because yes, you could say, oh, it's a waste of energy. But honestly, really, most hateful comments I've had, I've learned from or I've, mm. you know, switched from or I've pivoted from. So actually, the first thing you have to do is, be, is give thanks and be grateful that they've taught you a lesson. May, they might not. It might just be like, oh, your shoes are well shit, mate. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> You're like, all right, jog on. I'm buying properties, not shoes. Um, but then sometimes, sometimes, you need to do random crep checks. Sometimes it, it will be useful. James, once you've done that, what, what, what is your next step, do you think, personally? Do you know what? I think you're really good at this because I think, you know what? I think this comes back down to reading the Daily Stoic and all this. You, your mindset is totally different. For me, initially, when I see it, obviously, now, oh, nice, the Bible. Now, because I'm, obviously I'm 10 years older than you when I was your age it would have been totally different man because we didn't have social if somebody was saying something bad about you you was going to go deal with that shit you know literally you was going to go and deal with it and it doesn't work like that no more and as I've grown older I've just think to myself you know what I've talked about this so many times before I don't want to let this negative energy into my place man I don't want this shit to be in my place because number one it can be quite draining Number two, it's going to eat up so much of your time just sitting there writing a response. And I think sometimes the best thing to do is, I say it all the time, you need to have a clear out of your circle. And when you see shit like this, you clear it out. So you might think, you know what? Block. Because I don't want this. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. It's a load of nonsense anyway. So get it out. You know, For me, straight away, like you said, you've got to process it. You've got to sit back and process it and think, is there any truth in this? And I don't think there is. Because like you said, the way the words were manipulated, the way things were written, it was proper, proper manipulated at like, you know, some extravagant amount of £20,000 or something. You know, then some clever sod comes along and really breaks it down and goes, oh, you thicko, actually, it's about 450 quid a day. What are you talking about? That's actually really cheap, you know? And then people get to see what somebody's doing and they break it down, break it down, and then suddenly it becomes an attack on the hater. You'll see <laughs> the people that are quite clever and they know what's going on, they will, they, they can see what the truth is and then, then it's flipped up, it then becomes an attack on the hater and then the hater's getting even more defensive and now he's trying to defend himself 
for heating or defend his own personality. So you see what I mean? It's, I was once told by my mum, she said to me, if you tell one lie, you're going to have to tell another lie. You're going to have to tell another lie, another lie, another lie. She goes, by the time you get to the sixth lie, you forgot what the first lie is. And before you know it, you're in a mad mush of lies. <laughs> so her point was, just don't fucking lie. You know, tell the truth. I think we need to replace James with his mum on the Property Duo <laughs> show. If you agree, put it in the comments and I will make it happen. I will find him. We'll do it in person. The legend, the woman, the legend. <laughs> James, you know what also you said about writing out a response? I think yeah, you could craft the most evidence-backed, statistical, screenshot, backed you could literally have the most scientifically rigorous explanation to defend yourself but when you're in a bunch of daily mailers aka haters and you're in a bunch of people who have arguably low iqs and have a very group mentality it can be very difficult like as soon as you make that comment yeah it could be bulletproof but i promise you 10 comments later it's going to be riddled with bullet holes. There's going to be drive-bys all day long, all over this comment, right? So no matter how good your response is, someone's always going to have a comment and then another comment. And and that's why personally, I don't bother saying anything because I just know it's a waste of time writing it because there's always going to be something to pick at or some bullshit when someone already has a preconceived idea or a belief they hold so strongly. If someone believes in God and you try and convince them not to, Good luck, right? You know, really, if they really believe in it. And the same thing. If someone believes you're a dick, it doesn't matter what you or other people show them, their ego, which we'll get to, is not going to allow them differently. So actually writing a response to defend yourself can cause issues. Now, look, if you, for example, in the case of some property trainers who owe lots of money to some to people, and I know the people they owe money to, we're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds here, in that situation, if that's you, you need to put a statement out because it's, it's different. But if someone's hating because, yeah. oh, I didn't like the font they used or, oh, they're charging too much, then it's just like, whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that's the next step is process it, um, take it in, but then you kind of have to move on from it. But it doesn't mean instantly, like it can take an hour. It can take a few hours of it kind of being in the back of your mind for it to fully dissipate. Take as long as you know you need, but don't be consumed by it and don't let it eat you up. Um, because, you know, like, it will just destroy you. It will destroy your mindset, your mentality, everything. Um, and we have a comment here from Imad who says, I don't understand people. 400 a day is not expensive. These people must not be going out at all to anything, let alone a property course. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's expensive. And I am the tightest person out of the two of us, um, only by a small margin. So, yeah, I think, James, you know, you need to process, take the feedback, and then cut it. Um, and now, you know, when you said about blocking hundred percent, I don't block because I'm not ready to have an argument or that I don't have points to defend myself. I block because as Skepta and Wizkid said, bad energy, stay far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need that in your sphere. And if you know that just having access to it visibly is yeah. going to cause problems. Like if, you know, if you take drugs and the drugs are sitting there in front of you and you're an addict, is likely they're going to be taken if they're not even anywhere around you it's a different environment so block that out because it's your headspace and then if people come back and say oh you blocked them you're scared you know what you're talking about then say you clearly don't understand my mental health (laughs) so and why why should they so you know forget about it james why we've talked we've talked about a lot we've talked about this a lot in the past you know protecting your your space uh your mental space you know things we do in the morning you know to prep yourself up having a social media clear out getting rid of people that are withdrawing from your life and not depositing in your life you know what happens at a cash point you keep withdrawing don't you you never go to a cash point and you're fucking depositing are you same in life man anybody who's withdrawing my energy is out of here i don't want to know you could be my chacha my chachi my uncle you know, my brother, my sister, if you're fucking taking my energy away, putting me in a negative state of mind, I have not got time for you. There's been times where I will not go to a family function because I think I'm not standing between these three guys talking about how rubbish their life is. And I've got a bounce in my step. I've had a bounce in my step all week to go there to feel like one of them and start feeling a fucking depressed and a drip and wondering why my life ain't going nowhere. Listen, your life ain't going nowhere because you're doing the same shit daily you know so yeah i agree with you man number one 
it's blockage, it's gone, it's finished. I don't want them. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want, I don't, I'm here, I've got this positive space. You can come in if you're positive. We can have a conversation. But if you're negative, go away, man. I don't want to know. See you later. Think, Bye-bye. You know what? One of the biggest worries when people, and I know, you know, I, I, I teach people to build a brand, right? All my public speaking is on how to build a brand. Um, and I've got a section on haters. I think it's also important that, you know, as we both are building our brands and we encourage you to as well, that we say, yeah, look, you, you are going to have some haters. You are going to have some people who are, you know, who are just not understanding. And look, it doesn't mean that they're stupid or whatever. It could be a lack of understanding. It could just be their eat. There's loads of reasons, but you are going to attract it. And I think the biggest worry when you have a brand is reputation. You're thinking, well, they're spreading rumors, they're spreading lies. You know, what is it going to say about my reputation? I think what you have to keep in mind is the people who matter to you, your real fans, followers, friends, network, they're going to see that and either think, oh, rubbish, or they're going to say, hey, hey, Tej and James, have you seen this? You know, what are your thoughts on it? Or, hey, look, I know you guys, is this true? Because at the end of the day, I don't think any of us would get mad if someone came to us and said, hey, is this true? You know, because mm-hmm. everything else we talk about is just our reality, our truth. So we'd share it. So I know that's going to be a worry for people who are building their brands. Oh, what about people hating on me? What about ruining my reputation? But as long as you're clean and you keep doing things the right way and you work with integrity, then, you know, it's hard not to worry, of course, because mm-hmm. people's perception is important. That's what a brand is. But you have to kind of, yeah, think about it. You know, Ted, you know what's really funny when you see one of these posts where people are hating? You know, people love the negativity. You're, I mean, I was reading through one of these particular posts, and there was a few people that said, listen, these guys are top guys, man. I've known them for a while. They're great guys. <laughs> All those comments get ignored. It's always the <laughs> negative ones. You know what? People just love negativity and shit like that. All the positive stuff just gets bypassed. Everybody's loving the negativity. But you know one thing also we haven't touched on? What I realized from seeing this, this hate post was there was a lot of bloody comments on it. At the point that I got blocked, I think there was about at least 96 comments on this post. It was mad. <laughs> it was mad, yeah? I'm thinking people got energy. But one thing that really got me was there was people jumping on the bandwagon and these are same people I've seen come up to you and say, oh, brother, I love your podcast, man. Can I have a picture, G? Can I? And they're there with your arm around you. They've tagged you. Oh, this guy's so awesome. I listened to his podcast. I learned so much from him. And then you're seeing these wasters just jumping on this and thinking, oh, oh, they must be really bad. They must be doing this. You, think, you know what I mean? You have, I've given you my time where I've talked to you about stuff. I've, you know, I, I, I've helped you in a certain situation. And then, and then you're joining in the hate when you know quite clearly I'm not like that. You'll get people that might not be haters, but then you start seeing their true flipping colors when somebody puts something out there and they're all jumping on the bandwagon, you know? Yeah. That's a re- so two good points there. Negativity, like the news. We don't like, you know, we don't like positive news. We want to see the stuff that's going on. We want to see the drama. We want to talk negatively about people. I don't know what it is. I think it's ego. I think it's purely, simply ego. And stoicism really helps clear that up, I believe. Um, but what you said there about the positive and the hate, I think, yeah, you know, some people just conform to the norm or they don't have their own opinion. They don't form their own opinion because, you know, well, a multitude of psychological factors we won't get into. But you know what? You have to be grateful. That's another thing, right? From the beginning of this, from dealing with haters, you have to be grateful that one, they've given you feedback that could help you and could shift how you do things. Um, Because a lot of people don't give feedback. You know, they just, they just don't sort of, maybe it's a cultural thing in, in, in Britain. We don't give feedback like that, but be grateful for the feedback. Secondly, be grateful. You know, I, well, you know what they say, any PR is good PR, whatever. If you believe in that, be grateful for that. Thirdly, be grateful because, you know, like the past few weeks, human rights, racism, sexism, anything like this, it shows people's true colors. So I'm grateful because you kind of know who your friends are and you know who the people you want to hang out with is. And there's nothing better than knowing like the reality or knowing the truth. So as much as we're here trying to help you get through haters and deal with them and anticipate them, I think it's yin and yang. There's, there needs to be a balance. You know, you need people hating or giving feedback, whatever you want to call it, to counteract just life. Would you agree, James, that it forms a balance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for, ever since I was a kid, I'm always, always 
uh, being for constructive criticism. You know, I love criticism because I find criticism helps me grow. I always say I don't claim to know everything. If somebody's criticizing something, I will listen to every single thing they've got to say and then look at it and say, you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's wank. That's bullshit. That's nonsense. I'll take the bits of the criticism that can help me better myself. I won't be sitting there thinking, oh man, he criticized me. He said this about me. He said that my dog was fucking a piece of crap and all this nonsense. I'm not bothered with that. If you said something and you criticized me and I felt it was really true, I would take that on board and I will make a change. I won't just be there hating on you straight away. I love criticism, mate. Bring it on. Absolutely. We've got some comments, James. I'll read some out. Uh, So we've got uh, one from your best friend, my dad, who says, "Um, as a non-property guy, I'm finding this very useful. Um, I know you your your dad's got to add me, man. We need to go for a beer, me and your dad. (laughs) You're you're the same age anyway. So yeah, it's cool. Shut Um, up. (laughs) uh max maxwell dunwell says unfortunately it seems to be easier to latch onto negativity thumbs down there has to be some real science behind it yes science backed um james was there anything left to talk about on haters i feel like we've finished quite early should we just should we just talk about a random topic next all right someone said i'm looking slimmer (laughs) the old training's working it's just uh, he's got a filter on no, there's no filter. <laughs> Don't talk nonsense. No, Let well, me just well save it out for a minute. You are no, you're actually you are looking slimmer. Yeah, yeah, you actually are. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're too late. I even got that from my VAs this morning. They told me I was looking great. Well, it's you payday, pay it's them. payday tomorrow, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you look you look great, James. <clears throat> Bonus. Um, James, I think you know what that <clears throat> people. If you have any questions about anything, property, skincare, um, Huel protein shakes losing weight gaining weight headphones whatever chuck them in there and we will answer your questions anything anything related um in the meantime i think we've kind of covered the topic of haters you know what let me just i wanted to just add something lastly so in amongst all this hate that we've been getting this week you know there's been some really stupid posts going out you know i saw one about uh you posted something about you know uh, your name of your book and then you got some hater posting some stupid shit about the name of your book or some, some, yeah you got it i think i sent it to you i sent you a screenshot of it where you know where you were looking for suggestions yeah, for yeah, the yeah. name of your book there was a post that went out and it said something along the lines of maybe you should call it the great pretender or some, some, some nonsense like that. It made me laugh, man. I was pissing myself laughing. I haven't seen that. Oh, you mean the little artwork someone did? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. thought you made that as a joke. No, no, there, there was, there was a, no, I didn't make that. Not the book cover. Oh. That was a, that was an actual hate post against you. But you know what? <laughs> The fact that somebody's got time to sit there and create a piece of artwork, I just think, damn, man, you are a proper waste if you've got time to do that. It wasn't even that good. I, actually, that's why it couldn't have been you, because it was like it was like Microsoft Paint. Dude, yeah, Microsoft Paint 5, where you fucking draw with your mouse. It was nonsense. But anyway, off the back of that, you know what it made me realise? It made me realise that our circle of friends that we've got, Ted, our WhatsApp groups, made me realise that everybody in those groups is so positive, man. They're mm-hmm. really, really nice, positive people because the minute this hate comes out, everybody's like, you know what? You don't need it. You just ignore it. Don't let it zap your energy. And you think, you know what? We've got good people around us. Beside, and they're the kind of people you want in your life. And it brings me back to that point of always saying, you know what? If someone's there just draining you energy, just get rid of them, man. Cut them off. Cut them off and get rid of them. You don't yeah. need that shit. I think and also, go on. This week was a clear kind of indicator of that where you know the good people in your group and you know the people that ain't. Or the or you think them sneaky ones, man. You got them sneaky. The, yeah, them little ones that just come out. Little snakes, as my son calls them. You know, little Venomous snakes. bite and then just retract into the back. Into yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll give a bite over here and then they'll see you and they'll go, hey, you all right? You want to grab that drink? And then the minute you turn your back, they're like, again, they're the ones you got to watch out for, man. That's that's true. You gotta watch out for the little tss, little venomous little cobras and vipers. Um, I think you know. Also, sometimes, right? You kind of have to reflect, and and you kind of have to big yourself up because these things can make you feel down, right? So sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, "Hold on, I'm doing all these bits. I'm you know getting all these rent to rents. I'm doing these essays. I'm getting all these whatever it is you're doing, and say, hold on a minute, I'm doing all this stuff. 
and I'm helping people for free every week, thousands of whatever it is. But these lot have time to design stuff and to chat shit. You kind of think, well, who's maybe doing more for their family, for their friends, for their community, for their network. So sometimes you have to just big yourself up because you have to be a one man hype band. You got to be your own gas man. You got to just, you know, pump yourself up. That's why I think James, because it can get you down, right? Especially because you're yeah. like, why? why what have I, man? Why? You know, <laughs> dude. Somebody just said I called them cockroaches, and I'm thinking about that gangster film Scarface. You cockroaches! <laughs> you cockroaches! Big up, big up, Mario. Yeah, cockroaches. Oh, I hate cockroaches though. Oh, with the hard shell in there. Oh man, no, please. Moving on. Um. Yeah, you know what? It's you got to be grateful for these weeks because, like we said, they open your eyes. They, they, you know, you put on the glasses during this week, and it just reveals things to you. And also, like you know what? No matter how small or how big you are, you're always going to have haters. Gary V has haters. Someone who started their Instagram last week already has haters. You know, and they generally don't always like you know. Look, but okay, let's let's twist it. Ninety-five percent of the time, ninety-eight percent of the time, you're not going to have haters. You're not who are visible. You're not going to have hateful comments. Nothing. Like actually, dude, let me give you. I want to give you one example here. My boy, inquisitive, yeah, inquisitive. Amun, the artist, yeah, incredible artist, people. So when he first started, dude, he registered his Instagram account and he said, "Hi, I'm inquisitive." And the first comment was. What kind of stupid name is that? That was the first comment he got. And he always tells this story. And I remember this story. I remember when he had like 10 followers. The guy has 275,000 followers Mm. just on Instagram. He's blue tick verified. He's my boy. I see him all the time. And, you know, and and now it's like, hey, man, wherever we go, dude, we could be going. The other day he was taking his dog for a walk in the forest. And he was spotted by someone when we were together, you know? It just goes to show you can't listen. To, I did listen to that. Wait, they spotted him over you. Oh, God. Travesty. Travesty. Yeah, that, you know, I was, I, I put, I do think it was his dog, actually, they spotted and not him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because if you're next to anyone, like, you know, Britney Spears and James Hota, I'm noticing James Hota, really, frankly, let's be honest. I mean, Shut your face. Anyway, yeah, is, anyway yeah. so he had he had like when he registered the name, people were like, "Oh, what kind of stupid name is this?" And now, look, if he had listened to that one negative comment, would he be where he is? And he regularly gets hate, and you know the way he deals with it is the same way. He isn't letting that shit into him. He's not letting that negative energy come into him. And I think, like you said, man, you could have one follower of a hundred thousand followers or be someone massive in the social scene. You're always going to have someone who's going to hate on you, man. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And again, bad energy, stay far away, you know, do what you need to do to clear your mindset. Um, And also, I think it's very easy when you know, you work in a corporate environment, right, to be surrounded by people who want to have a nine to five until they retire. And that's fine. You know, the economy needs a balance of people doing different jobs. But obviously, sometimes they can convey can sort of transfer their mindset onto you. Oh, what are you doing Friday? We're going pub. Why are you going home to look at right move or whatever? Come to the pub. And that kind of stuff isn't hate, right? But that is a kind of example of what could become hate and how caring about people's opinions, unless you respect them and believe in sort of their opinion, their view is silly. Like imagine being 50 and and sort of you interview someone and you say, oh, well, yeah, you know, when I was 20, I wanted to be a property investor. Why didn't you do it? Oh, because I cared too much about what people were saying. And, you know, I couldn't, you don't want to be in that position, right? So the earlier you can have thicker skin and not care about what people think, the better. I mean, look, if you don't have a brand, are you going to get haters? Yes. But are you going to hear about them? Are they going to be able to target you as easily? No, they're probably not, you know, really, because I don't know, James, if, you know, do you, ah, James, do you think the people who are haters, do you think in real life, if they met one of us or met anyone who's watching this right now, listening to this and they hate, they were hating on them. Do you think they would say, Oh, mate, nah. Do you think they'd hate on you in person? No, no. I don't think they'd hate on me personally. If somebody wanted to hate on me in person, 
um, you know, they would uh, probably get a stern old talk from me. But you know what I mean? No, I don't think they would, because I think people are just, you know, they don't know us. And when you spend some time with us, it's exactly what you get here. It's just full of banter. There's a lot of taking the piss out of each other. That's why I think our HMO day is going to be so flipping great, because I do feel half the day is just going to be full of banter, taking the mick out of each other and, you know, delivering some really good value at the same time. But it isn't a serious, we don't, we don't take ourselves too seriously in that sense. Yes, we take our work and our, and our vision and what we're doing very seriously. But, you know, in terms of, I think if they met us, I don't think they would think in the same way they might do where they socially post something. Because I think when you're on social media, you've got a barrier as well. There's something to defend you there. You're behind a screen. Would you say that to someone in real life? I don't think you would. Would you sit there and say, oh, you're a great pretender? No, you wouldn't because chances are he's going to give you a quick slap, you know, or someone's going to react to you. It's mad. It is absolutely mad. You know that, uh, what certain people would do. And you know what? I think ultimately, Ted, what people got to remember is when shit goes wrong for you, these haters ain't going to be around. When you can't afford to pay a bill, they're not going to be around. Mm. If you're late paying your investor back, they're not going to say, oh, you know what, Ted, here's some money. Ultimately, (laughs) no one gives a shit about you but yourself. You know, okay, your family will care about you, but you're accountable to yourself. So look at yourself in the mirror every morning and love yourself and say, you know what, I care about me. So fuck everybody else. You know what I mean? Anybody who's got anything negative to say, allow you. I'm not interested. They're not going to help you when you're down. So why let them help you? Why let them get into your head when you're up? Yeah, exactly. Um, James, there's a nice comment from Amadeep. Do you want to read it in Zoom? Um... Oh, is James's mum making an appearance on the HMO event? Yes, mum will be there. There's another one, I think. Uh, in terms of perceived value for the HMO event, if it doesn't work for you, I personally think you should... <laughs> oh, you should jog on! I think £500 per day with access to great speakers who are in the game and have done it. And of course, James and Ted, I think it's great value for money. Thank you very much. Um, I wouldn't be able to network at the level without this type of event. This is just my opinion. And I'm not, and I'm not sponsored by James and Ted, unfortunately. Oh, hey, we can you sort you much. out. We can sort you out. We're sponsored Samosa. Right, James. Last question on Instagram. Uh, Ballada Build says Huel started to make me feel a little sick, so I stopped using it months ago. What's your experience being with Huel, or are you just wearing the t-shirt to look cool? The last part is mm-hmm. from me. No, no, no. Well, Huel, I tell you why I use Huel. Ted asked me this earlier. He said, oh, that's really cool. Uh, I think it's a cool brand. But number one, I use it when I've been at networking events in the past. And you know, when you're running around, rushing around, you don't have time to eat sometimes. So I find with Huel, you can pack it in your bag and it carries every nutrition you need. And what I love about it is, well, it's pea-based, it's vegan-based. So you're not getting any of that nasty animal protein, which sometimes stinks and can cause funny odors in your bag. So it, don't get me wrong, it doesn't taste too great, I feel. You've got to add a little bit of a flavor in it, but it works really well if you're busy and you forget to eat because it gives you all the nutrition you need. So, you know, it goes back to my point of saving time, being productive. Even in meal times, you've got to be productive in certain situations. Plan the situation, that's why I use Heal. But yeah, it is pretty, it doesn't taste very nice. Cool. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about haters. Uh, if you have enjoyed this, please... Take a screenshot, take a picture. We will pose. Let me get good lighting for you. You need more ready, lighting. Ready for you. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Please leave a review for both of our podcasts and we will see you next week. Oh, and if anybody does want to find out more about the HMO Day, you can DM Ted or myself and uh, we can send you some information across. There we go. See you guys next week. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.